Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the She Likes Team podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele and Lou Huff. Hi, both. Hi. Hello. I feel like this is a, lo- a long time since we've kind of all been together. Uh, in a very long time. Well, I know you particularly enjoy the opportunity for catch up with Heather, and I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was um, overdue a little catch up. How are you both? Good. You just come back from a uh, week's holiday, nine days holiday? have, no- yeah, nine nights, nine nights. I think the last time I did a podcast... I was saying that I was desperately hoping to get there. So I got there. I did. Well done. And how was the airport and like the that sort of drama? You know what? It was honestly, when I say it's easy, like it was difficult in the sense that there's a lot of admin to do. But actually, as soon as you've kind of done all of that, it was fine. As long as you've done it all correctly, it was fine. So there's quite a lot of testing and forms and making sure you've printed the right QR code and kind of all of that stuff. But once that is done then yeah it was the airports were quieter than you know they would normally be in August for obvious reasons so Mm -hmm. both ends were pretty seamless I used to fly back from Yorker quite often on a Sunday night and nearly always got home at about three o'clock in the morning because flights were delayed by hours and hours and we couldn't believe it we got in last night at 10 p.m which was so civilized and made a nice change to our yeah the years of delays so um so yeah feeling incredibly grateful to have to have seen the sea and seen some sun. And what was it like when you were there? Did, were there? Was it masked? Did it feel very different to usual? Yeah, so we were in Mallorca. So it was, and we actually, we managed to get there last summer as well. And it was pretty much the same. So masks inside. Actually, no, last year we had, it was mandatory to wear masks everywhere, like outside mm-hmm. included there. And that's no longer the case. You do have to wear masks inside and, you know, in taxis and that kind of thing. But apart from that, there's no other real restrictions. Clubs are shut. Okay. Don't we do much. Uh, <laughs> that's about it and yeah everything else we wanted to do was kind of completely fine to do as normal and so yeah it felt just like a proper normal holiday oh that's great I enjoyed all your outfit pics you posted yesterday I did take a bit of a social media break and how did you find that I think it's really beneficial if Instagram you really only go on just to see what kind of it should be kind of voyeuristic to see what people you Mm -hmm. know are up to but I think for probably for all of us and I, I don't want to speak for you guys but for me I like it's just it's it's a hobby I mean like it's I genuinely like take interest in and I'm inspired by the people I follow and what I see I just kind of missed it more you know as like a something to see I don't follow people who I find boring and irritating I only Mm. follow people who I I love their wardrobes or their you know whatever it may be so actually I just kind of missed it really but it was nice not to be sharing anything of myself I liked the pressure of that yeah removed yeah yeah but but generally I yeah I've never really found a break hugely resetting for me yeah well that just shows that you're using it in the right way that's what I was gonna say probably I think my screen time says otherwise but (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lou you've had a few we have we've been shipped in the night over the last few weeks but you've been up to loads 
Yes. Yeah. We, um, I feel like I've just been like a traveling gypsy the last couple of weeks. I spent a lot of time on um, various motorways. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, the week before you were off, we managed to get a last minute trip to the pig in Harland Bay in Cornwall, which is their um, latest opening, um, which is really lovely and like classic Brits. We had like on the way down, it was literally like thunderstorms and rain and we're like, oh my God, we packed enough anoraks. Mm. And then when we arrived, it was like unbelievable blue skies and like, you know, the sea looked like the Mediterranean, it was so clear. So yeah, we had a real mix of weather, but I used to go there a lot when I was younger and like this particular caravan park called Mother Ivy Bay, which literally had like so many amazing family holidays there. So it was just like really lovely to be back. And yeah, it was just very like nostalgic. Um, So yeah, we had a really, really lovely time. Did you caravan when you were younger? Yeah. That is so fun. Yeah, we we used to, like not one of those ones that you you drive down the motorway, but we we used to go to a, like a static caravan park, and yeah, we went with another family and just had yeah so many lovely summer holidays down there. Wow, fun! So fun. Oh, good. So you managed. You've you've had a break at the very least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really nice to step away from emails and social media and bits like that for for a while um and then we've had quite a few weddings um and yeah we're hopefully going away properly in September I love kind of dipping in and out of you know going to day trips and we're quite good at doing that on weekends and kind of the time we've got to not stay in London and just do something but sometimes you do just want a long period of not having to make a decision and the decision being like oh um you know what bikini should I put on today rather than where are we going to go what should I pack fingers crossed we'll be going away in September but um it's the third we've cancelled three trips already this summer so until I'm sat on that sun lounger I'm not counting anything fingers crossed for you Heather yeah. have you been up to nothing really I've seen lots of people so it's been very nice but generally it's just been a bit of a sort of gloomy summer because the weather's just been crap and I haven't gone away anywhere but I still had a, a good time but yeah no it basically feels like I've just been in my flat working pretty much for the last three months so the weather does just make such a huge impact like we were in Bath on Saturday and Bath is so beautiful just when it's not raining and it was literally like (laughs) people were pouring buckets on our heads (laughs) on Saturday it was just so torrential and we um we stayed in this lovely boutique hotel called the Yard in Bath which is a new um hotel that's just opened and we managed to like get into the hotel at three and then we literally just spent the rest of the afternoon in there and like normally when the weather's nice you're like oh, I must be like out and about but actually it was like a really nice excuse to basically just enjoy the hotel room and have a bath and um you know watch films and stuff it's quite oh, that's crazy nice. that's so really nice. nice it's just so it's the last time of year that you want to be cozy is August there <laughs> yeah it's when you see other people yeah like on a yacht or swimming in the sea and enjoying yeah. that that's where social media I think can kind of piss you off yeah <laughs> everyone could just not travel for a while that would be really <laughs> um Heather you're off next week though aren't you I am but yeah I'm not going anywhere especially glamorous I'm going to Grimsby uh, which is where I'm from for four days which will be nice because I've not seen my granddad since the Christmas before last so oh my god god. vaccinations I'm like right gonna go go up and see him that'd be nice I'm looking forward to that a lot and then I've got a a wedding in Newcastle the following week in the middle of the week because she's another one who's had to move it I think this is round four so it's on a Wednesday but no looking forward to it massively so I've got one on Thursday this week and when I say it's Monday today and when I say I have nothing 
to wear to this wedding. Like <laughs> I have spent, I spent all of last week on holiday. I probably did like an hour a day researching, like trying to work out what, you know, I really don't want to buy anything. I, there's nothing I like on a rental site. Yeah, that's what I've been trying. Because I sent you an option the other day, so I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to look at these rental sites because they seem a, a good idea, but I think they probably have a lot of things in a size sort of eight and 10, but not much more uh, in my happy for me now. As soon as you start filtering by a size 10 or 12, the, the options sadly go, yeah. go down, they? I know. So I haven't found anything. And also like, obviously these sites are amazing, especially for, you know, sort of inspiration and stuff. But I've actually found with some of them, like they're in nice dresses, but I'd have to pay maybe 60, 70 pounds. But actually if I managed to buy them new, they wouldn't be that much more. So it's, I know they're a good idea, but I think probably for like really special occasion stuff. Whereas because the mm. wedding I'm going to is probably like relatively casual compared to others. I feel like I might as well just spend an extra 80, 90 pounds and get something I'll wear loads. I yeah. agree. I think the renting is really worth it if you're renting like an a thousand pound dress but exactly I don't know, 50 quid to rent a 200 pound dress yeah yeah the wedding I went to two weeks ago I was like in this exact predicament I was like oh my god I've got nothing to wear I don't know what to wear and I, I don't know about you guys but I feel like there's like more pressure like this season to wear like a really good outfit because we haven't worn them in so long it's like oh my god I must wear something whereas previously you'd be like oh I've just got something you know I don't know, I've worn before, I'll wear it again. Yeah. Anyway, I like really didn't, really, really didn't know what to wear. And I um came across a horror of a QE blouse on matches. And I was like, actually like, this is perfect. And I wore it on um, I wore it for, for the wedding. I wore it with a pair of white tailor trousers and my fancy Loftler Randall bow shoes, which kind of were the statement in itself. But then I wore it again the following like Wednesday going out for dinner. And it was so nice to feel like I've literally just like already. I've worn this piece twice and normally an occasion dress you'd be like okay that's kind of yeah. done now yeah it's so true it's so true also I feel like there's a like the last I rented one for a wedding I went to a few weeks ago and I was so happy with it and felt so good in it that that almost mounts more pressure because I'm like well yeah. how do we create that you know if I was yeah. so then what do I do this time it's very stressful and is it a really formal wedding yeah it's black tie at the Savoy okay. so. oh I see but in that case then I think yeah renting like you're saying a thousand yeah. pound dress is a good idea yeah a thousand but you know, know you must have okay. options well yeah I've got I have got some options I've got some okay options. so send me your options after <laughs> well that lovely you know that needle and thread the red with the very yes and the finish I know it was just a bit oversized I, I think last time I put it on to wear to a wedding it was really oversized and I was like oh I'll get this altered and that was two years ago I never did so I don't know I'll send you some options there's a pink one that I wore that I was busy saying that I wear but then I realized that I wore it like a month before my wedding and I definitely was a lot skinnier a month before my wedding <laughs> <laughs> has anyone got anything to recommend what have you guys been watching reading I've watched two things both very different first one was whilst we were having this cozy night in in the yard we watched Cruella finally uh, have you seen it how was it how was it it is brilliant I genuinely don't think I've ever seen my husband enjoy a film any more than Crowley said it's the best <laughs> thing he's watched in like three years um it's just so it's so good like the way it's filmed is incredible the acting is amazing it's obviously Emma Stone and Emma Thompson play the two lead characters and it's just like wonderfully British and it, it for those that don't know basically tells the backstory of Cruella de Vil and kind of almost 
Joker-esque to Batman, how she kind of became as evil um, as she is and, and why she's like the way she is. But there's a lot of fabulous fashion. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like Vivian Westwood vibes with her fashion and she um works at liberty for a little bit so there's a good like liberty's shot and it's just really fun i think any age could watch it and enjoy it fabulously produced mark strong is also in it who i love but yeah it's it's long it's like two hours 20 but i really recommend it if you haven't watched it so my husband like won't go to the cinema that refuses because he always falls asleep. Like he just, he's like, I refuse to spend 20 pounds on taking a nap. And <laughs> obviously that like, why don't you just stay awake argument doesn't really fly. Um, but I feel like we need to go and see something like that, but that he will definitely, cause you can't fall asleep in that, can you? Like if it's, yeah, if it's no. really fun and Disney and yeah. I don't know if it's still on the cinema. I don't think it is. I'm sure there's somewhere that you can, but yeah, yeah, we rented it. But I think it's on Disney Plus from next week for free. So you can watch it there. If you're going to see Bond, like surely, whenever that finally comes out. It has to come out in October, I was reading, because, you know, they keep obviously moving the date back, but they, because it so relies upon product placement, they've had to reshoot scenes so many times because the phones that they're using and stuff are, like, so out of date. I was reading that it has to come out in October now because they're spending millions on these reshoots and it's kind of like, we need to... It's one of those films where actually it does rely upon the sort of commercial aspect of it. But I think that will be a cinema. I've thought for a long time that it's really kind of disappointing of them to keep rescheduling it because obviously like you know, there were points where cinemas were open last year and that was what they mm. really did, but actually they just were kind of holding it back for commercial reasons. But I guess I hadn't really thought about the fact that they've also got their own commercial, you know, yeah. if, they're, if they have brand partnerships mm. and they have product placements and stuff, they've also got their own commercial responsibilities, I guess, that they have to fulfill. Yeah. So maybe it's not quite as evenly motivated. But surely, I don't know what they're going to do because some of these other films that you can obviously buy it to rent or go yeah. to the cinema. So I wonder whether... Maybe they'll do a couple of weeks cinema only and then do. Because I, I think it's yeah. really not to do rental because lots of people physically can't. They're still shielded yeah. and can't go to the cinema. And it seems they might as well try the rental things because yeah. they're not cheap either, those rentals. So they'll still make no. it cash. I guess the, the, they're like the price of one cinema ticket. And I guess. Mm. Everyone... Yeah. And there was a time where I would like really poo poo spending that amount of money to watch a film at home. But now I think actually, you like the money that we're not spending, yeah, going, going out and going to cinema, you might as well spend it. And, and also in the past, it would have been for an old film, which is what yeah. Yeah. Whereas for now, it's for a new release. Like yeah. I, I always talk about the Mark Commode podcast that I love listening to. And he is always saying that the future of cinema is is yeah. a hundred, is exactly that. It, it has to be both. It, it can't yeah. no longer be the case that everything is only shown in the cinema for obvious reasons. But yeah. I doesn't mean that you have to get rid of cinemas altogether either. So yeah, yeah that, that hybrid sounds like, like yeah. the, the best possible option, doesn't it? And then the other thing that we watched, um, which we started watching last night, is called For the Love of Kitchens, which is a documentary by Duvall. And it's basically, yeah. I think there's, four episodes so far it's on discovery plus channel but it basically each episode shows how like Duvall basically create and design these amazing kitchens in different houses so the one we watched last night was the kitchen for the house of hackney designers at the the castle in tremerton and basically they they took on this castle i think it was in 2018 they got it and they've obviously been doing up like every single room they've got obviously all their statement wallpaper and their prints like everywhere 
um, they showed the incredible pool as well, which obviously has been was open for a little bit. Um, but the kitchen was the last bit they wanted to do, and they got the Deval team in, um, and they were so excited about doing this design. They wanted to to bring because the, the basically the house is like in the middle of of like castle ruins. They wanted to bring the castellations that they could see from the kitchen into the kitchen. Um, and they've got this amazing carpenter who's their MD who was like working out how to do like the spindles on the legs. And I don't know, I just didn't realize the attention to detail that went into the carpentry of these products. And it is so amazing to watch I think like both of you like your love for interiors you'll really enjoy it so yeah well worth a watch and it just makes you literally I like walked into our kitchen this morning I was like god how boring why don't (laughs) this place oh the whole kitchen is the dream one day yeah Heather anything to recommend I don't know why but still been watching Love Island the final will have finished by the time this goes out but I haven't even really enjoyed it this year I've just been watching it again I think it's part of that sort of gloomy faux autumn vibe it's just something to do where is Bake Off speaking of oh it's it won't be I reckon it'll be in like a month's time they haven't said specifically but there's lots of rumblings around yeah they normally tease it by now yeah I think it'll be on quite soon but remember so channel four has got the Paralympics which starts Uh this week which is great and they've actually they're showing 17 and a half hours a day of footage which is amazing wow um compared to obviously what we got with the Olympics and the BBC this year. So I think they'll be focusing on that. Uh, and then I think once the Paralympics finishes, I, they'll probably start doing some Bake Off related that makes sense. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So has it already been filmed? It must have been. Yeah, they usually film it in the summer, don't they? Which is why everyone's stuff's always melting in the tents. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's much risk of that this year. I reckon it's fine. I watched Nine Perfect Strangers, actually, the new... uh, Oh, Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes, so um, I've... Because I reviewed it, I've seen the first four or five episodes, but it's like one episode coming out a week at the moment. I haven't read the book either, because I know lots of... I've been to some of my friends about it this weekend. They read the book and quite enjoyed it, so they're intrigued to see what it's like, whereas I don't know how it's going to end. But yeah, so far... I'm intrigued this, by it. Nicole Kidman produced and she's she both produced it and is starring in it. Exactly. Star, right? 
so it's pretty much the same team who did Big Little Lies. So the same author, um, yeah, Nicole Kidman in a lead role, and she sort of produced it as well. And it's set at a sort of health and wellness retreat, a really exclusive one on the California coast. And there are these nine people, strangers. They've all found out about it through uh, word of mouth or invitations that there's no social media presence. It's sort of this like hushed, fabled place, but no one actually really knows what happens there. And it's led by Nicole. Kidman's character who's called uh, Masha who's a yeah Russian sort of guru cult-like figure um, with a mysterious past and yeah they're all there for various different reasons there's uh, Melissa McCarthy's character there who's a romance fiction author who's really successful but her latest book's been a bit of a flop so and she's got a few like personal problem issues and you're just learning a little bit about each of these characters but I'm imagining eventually they'll all become intertwined in one way or another because there's a sort of death that's lingering around in the background at the moment. So I imagine that somehow they're all sort of related to that in some way. Yesterday, I started The White Lotus. Oh, yeah, I really want to watch that. Yeah, which is this, which is this kind of satirical, dark comedy on sky atlantic also with a really good cast but your description just now of nine perfect strangers could be perfectly applied to the white lotus as well it's like the same i'm sure they're very different in tone but description wise they're the same thing lots of people have been saying that they're like hang on a second uh like yeah these are essentially the same show nine perfect strangers is definitely more sort of thrillery and like ooh, what's going on whereas like you say i think the white lotus obviously like a bit of a laugh and a sort of sideways look at like the upper class i suppose yeah, exactly that. Have but you guys seen yeah. Modern Love as well? Not, Not the yet. new series. Not the new series. I must. Have you watched it? Yeah, I watched the first one of the new series, and um, at first I was like, "Oh, I'm not. I don't quite get it." And then I was like, bawling my eyes out, and I was like, "This is the most wonderful thing." Don't you think that like some stories really connect, and some really don't with Modern Love? Like there are some that you there are some like there are some I'll never forget, like that first one in season one with the doorman. Do you remember with the Russian doorman? I remember you telling me, I've not seen it. It's oh, on my list. I remember you telling me about that one before. That one. And there's a Dev Patel one as well. Yeah, that's so as every 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 episode is a is a different. Yeah. So have you not watched the first season? No, no, I literally just oh, no, went straight in with the second. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You might, I'm not that they're related at all. Like you don't need to have seen the first, but like they're okay. so good. What? Yeah, they're all completely different. So it's basically the New York Times has a column called Modern Love, which okay. is which is where people write in and tell their stories, their modern love stories, and it, it, it's not always romantic love. It's you know, father, okay. stranger, stranger, like you know, interpretations. And and so yeah, Amazon Prime have basically took something each of them. Yeah, and made okay, them sweet. Episodes. Yeah, the the first one is Mini Driver, um, and it is so heartwarming mm. and cozy and just yeah, I was bawling my eyes out. It was there's like one um, speech at the end. And it just, the way that he articulated his feelings was just like the most mm. romantic thing I've ever heard. It was amazing. Aww. Lou, watch the Dev Patel one from season Okay. Three. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's... So can you go, they're all season ones on Amazon Prime as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Be. Yeah, it's really good. I um, love an anthology series yeah. where it's just like standalone things, different people. Yeah, yeah. You can dip in and out, can't you? It's quite exactly. nice. Heather, speaking of thrillers, um, I read a book on holiday um, that was like exactly what, when I say a beach read, you know, it, was, it certainly wasn't chiclet, but it's like exactly what you want to read on holiday, like 
was absorbed in it for finishing 24 hours. It was so good. It's called The Plot. Oh, um, yeah, I saw you were reading that. I've got yeah. that. I want to read it. <laughs> it's by Jean Hanf Corellis, who wrote the book that The Undoing was based on. That was the Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman show. Yeah. But hugely disappointing, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> um, hugely disappointing. Oh, so ben and I still not quite got over that ending, to be fair. Sometimes Ben and I just sitting there and we're like, do you remember how shit that ending was? <laughs> but the plot, the plot of the plot sounds fucking great. The plot of the plot is amazing. So the plot is about a author. He's kind of early 30s and he has always dreamt of being an author. And he had one novel when he was younger that kind of got him some accolades and was kind of deemed this kind of bright star but he never really went anywhere with it his, his second third fourth books were all like completely useless um and he's ended up being a teacher on like a writing retreat for people who are trying to write novels um and so he's got this kind of failed career in his hand a young guy comes on his writing retreat and basically says that he has the plot to end all plots he's writing this novel and it's going to be the next big thing like oprah's going to pick it up steven spielberg's going to pick it up like you cannot beat this plot it's incredible and he tells the guy he tells this failed writer his plot anyway this none of this is a spoiler this is all on the back cover yeah. fast forward a few years later and the failed author discovers that the other guy the guy with the infallible plot has died and that he never wrote the book and that no one ever knew about the book so he decides to write the book himself and he uses the plot and as the other guy predicted it you know it's this wildly successful, you know, it's like Gone Girl, it's like The Da Vinci Code, it's like the most successful book ever. But soon he starts getting blackmailed by an unknown character and it turns out that, yeah, all the, the rug is is about to be pulled out from underneath him and it's this kind of race against time to discover who knows and to try and get there before they ruin his his life and his career. It's Ooh. really, yeah, <laughs> it's really Gone Girl-esque. Like that's the best way to describe it. Like it's very thrillery. It's very like goosebumpy the whole way. It's it's not rich. It's only really towards the end that you're like, oh shit, this is about to get a bit dark, I guess. But the rest of it is like a really, it's like getting your teeth into a really good murder mystery. You're like, who is it? Who is it? And his, um, his quest to find who's blackmailing him leads him on these kind of wild adventures across America. And yeah, it's like, it would be a spoiler to say anything else, but it was a really, really absorbing, fun read. Um, I, really I think I'll read those on my very long train journeys up and down to Grimsby and back. It's so. perfect. Honestly, Heather, you'll, you'll bash it out. It was it was one intense day of reading. I just absolutely loved it. So yeah, I really recommend it. It will 100% be picked up as a, as a film. I was going to say, I think it's already been, probably Nicole Kidman, I don't know if there's a strong probably. woman in there. I'm sure she'll... Uh, I'm sure her and Reese Witherspoon have, yeah, exactly. Her, all <laughs> Let's tackle some of your questions, shall we? As usual, we've got a variety of topics. Somebody has asked, this is a nice one for Heather, maybe you can help on this one. Favourite furniture brands worth saving for, but not ludicrously priced. Where have you bought some of your furniture from your favourite pieces? Crikey. Basically, my dream is like most people's is like loads of stuff on the Conran shop but it's a for me a waiting game for things to drop into the sale or find it elsewhere for cheaper <laughs> it's hard to say because it depends what you like really but um I really like Cartel which does uh, they do lots of uh, sort of perspex stuff we've got a dining table and dining chairs and coffee table oh it's really difficult to say off the top of my head because also a lot of the stuff that we've got secondhand so um it's 
it's like looking for a mix of sort of vintage stuff and new things where have you looked for secondhand where have you bought your vintage furniture so again we got a lot of it from Brighton and just like finding local dealers who did stuff there's lots of good people uh, there's an especially good place called Vine Street Vintage down here that's got quite a big uh, online sort of Instagram following that they always have they've got lots of different sellers so you get like a big mix of different styles and things I think like for me like nice and, and interiors only go with a big price tag um, I think I think there's a, actually a real gap for that like mid price point that it's like still like well designed What's, what's your dream, Lou? Like, dream brand or... Oh, probably, like, Rose Unaki, which is hefty price tag. Do you know what, actually, I went into Sewn the other day. Oh, my God. And, I was oh, just, my just, God. It is so beautiful. I mean, there was the most amazing sun lounger in the window with the most... It was, like, a raffia sun lounger with the most beautiful, um, like, printed quilts on it. Oh, my God. Just everything in there is so like tactile and beautiful and just oh heaven that sun lounger has been doing the rounds because they, they did they obviously did a shoot with some of the striped um I yeah guess, lounger bed bits um in i don't know what hotel it's in but um but god it's so stunning there was a um a piece i think it was in the times last weekend about hotels that are decking themselves out with designer brands that you could then purchase things from yeah there was an image of cobbler's cove in barbados which has they had a sewn sofa which oh was, yeah it was 13 grand the sofa I know, and it was this Rattan, so, and they had two sewn mirrors on either side, both Rattan, both two grand. And I was like, oh my God, it's all so amazing, but so expensive. Yeah, I know. Going back to not 13 grand sofas, I think Hay do some really nice stuff. And again, like that often goes into the sale and a lot of that's quite modular as well. So they can work for various different house sizes and things, especially their sofas. They've got some new ones that have just come in stock recently, which I think are nice. That's good. I didn't actually know that Hay did furniture. I always think yeah, of they do. Yeah. Yeah, sofas, armchairs, dining tables and chairs. They do quite a lot of, um, yeah, really nice stuff, actually. I would recommend that as a good place to look. Is there one interior designer that you guys follow who you're like, that is, if I could afford it, that is who I would have come and do my house? Yes. Oh, yeah. human for me. She's just insane. You're human, yeah. Yeah, like I didn't even know about her when I was decorating at the beginning and was going for slightly sort of like bolder, patterns and prints and things like that so then when I did discover her I was like oh that she's basically doing a very much better more amazing version of what I want to do you got her book Heather yeah I have I just look through it and I'm like yes that's amazing you've got her fabulous salt dispenser Heather oh yes uh, my monster pinch I wanted to buy her um some knobs from her for the kitchen oh, yes. but I think they were 45 pounds a knob and we needed something like 25 and yeah. oh Oh, uh, I think I'll I'll stick with my uh, my salt dispenser. Yeah, I think, I think um, it'll be a replacement job one day down the line, but it's not yeah. for, not for now. Um, Lou, tricky. I I don't think there's one person where I'm like, yeah, everything. It's kind of a little bit like I love obviously Athena Calderon, um, mm. who's I swoon like. I mean, just heaven everything that she puts up I'm like save 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 I love Steve Courtney who is a Australian um interior designer um who just has the most beautiful house that he's been renovating and just absolutely love Louise Holt also love everything that she does oh so many actually what about you Charlotte I think mine's a hybrid between Tiffany Duggan and Barlow and Barlow 
I was going to say it's Barlow and Barlow. Great. Yeah, Lucy Barlow is right up my street. It's but the, but maybe a little bit too kind of. I take away the slightly too chintzy bits. But on the whole, I mean, God, obsessed. And she, there's a kind of network of them. Like her husband works in the business with her and does a lot of their joinery. And then her brother does all their lighting. And like, you could just fall into such a hole across all of their Instagram accounts because it's all just so, it's kind of like what you were saying about Devolu. Like every single detail is just so thought out and yeah, so clever and so stylish and just, yeah. Um, we didn't really ask the question at all there, did we? Favourite furniture brands worth saving for? I would say, so we have bought a few items from um, from Trove by Studio Duggan for our new house. And I mean, cheap they ain't, but they're not thousands and thousands. That's that's where I'd be putting my money. And they are also like good, like statement, unique pieces as well. And I think those pieces you are spending your money on, you kind of want them to feel like they've got a bit more character and exactly. personality. Yeah. Um, British made and small business. Yeah. Oh, Lou, we know you love them. Best recos for a double-breasted navy blazer. <laughs> Oh, well, if you are going spenny, then um, Blase Milano, 100%. Um, someone actually very kindly, after we spoke about it on the podcast a few weeks ago, sent me a gorgeous light blue one, which was on sale. Sadly, it was in Australia, but really appreciated the recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for on the high street, actually, you know, Cos have actually got some really nice blazers this season, um, as have Arca. I think if you're after that sort of oversized structured shape, then those are really good. Um, Totem as well. I've got a really nice one this season. Um, another one for you. Heather, you might be able to dip into this. This is not my forte, but this is certainly Lou's. Um, cool raincoat recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a really nice one, again, from Arquette. It's like a really thin quilted raincoat material and it literally like pads down into like absolutely nothing um and it's got a really nice shape to it rain's obviously quite cool and practical they've just got to be practical Mm. polly also i'm just looking on her instagram account found such a good one it's from oh my god it's from benetton oh really throwback via selfridges it's 130 pounds and i mean it looks it does look really Cool, and I don't say that about anoraks lightly. <laughs> Heather, I feel like you probably have a, a raincoat of some sorts. I've got, yeah, a couple, but yeah, but the best one I found is like a hunter one, but it's really, really thin. My one's navy, but it's almost like a little bit transparent, so it does, it's completely... 100% waterproof which I think everybody does need because mm. I think everyone's been stung at one stage or another by like buying what they think is a, a water resistant raincoat and actually you end up getting anyway so yeah I really rate those actually but you no, also I just am- can't beat a barber either no. but I do think the rains ones and particularly if I were to ever buy one I would buy the rains the kind of opaque white it kind of it, it's like it's like semi-opaque semi-translucent not a completely clear one but a kind yeah. of smoky white do you know what I mean that one yeah. I think is quite stylish I'm surprised you don't have one yet considering you've got a dog I just but I would wear like a coat but like on the days like where like a summer when it rains yeah, or it's I really think, you just yeah. get really hot in a big coat and you just need you literally just need a yeah. layer that's going to protect you. I know, I do take an umbrella, so I probably should bite the bullet. Yeah. I might just buy the one that Polly has. I actually do think it's very stylish. I'm just looking at it. It's really nice. Yeah. Somebody's asked, we're going to move on from fashion in a minute, but I really like this question. Advice for budgeting for luxury fashion items. How do you do it? We're all quite kind of savers for a thing we like, and then we go and buy them. So what are your what are your tips? What do you do? Heather, when, when there's something you really want, how do you save for it? 
Ooh, it's tricky. At the moment, we're saving for a new kitchen, so fashion stuff is definitely out of the window. How are you saving for your kitchen? So basically, yeah, the only way I can do it is just, yeah, as soon as I get paid, put a set amount of money into a separate, like, easy access ISA that's linked to my bank account, and then just don't ever look at it. Just, it's gone. Don't have it. It's not there. And then, yeah, that's it, really. That's the only way. And then I guess sometimes I'll buy things that I might not normally buy fashion wise if, for whatever reason, happen to have not spent as much money as I thought that month. And, you know, it's paydays coming up. And I've got, this very rarely happens, by the way. <laughs> like, there's a little bit more left than normal. Then it might be like, oh, go on then. I'll buy that thing. But I tend to wait for sales, but that can be risky because they're not necessarily going to have it in your size or still available, but that's basically how I, I do it. Yeah, I think just putting aside money at the beginning that you can't touch is, is key, but I also think it's really good to look back at previous months and kind of, it sounds really boring, but like do a spreadsheet or whatever, just work out how much you've spent on like excess things. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see, you know, if you are if you are spending eight pounds on your lunch every day, like where can you cut back and where can you change? Or yeah, are you spending 150 pounds at Zara, at Zara or ASOS whatever a month and actually if you you could put that 150 pounds towards like one thing yeah. um and so I think it's kind of good to just look at how you're spending I guess for previous months and then work out okay actually what did I need what did I didn't what, what did I not whatever um and then take it from there that's good advice I have um specifically on fashion so I obviously I do the same and you know at the beginning of the month x goes into savings within my current account I have like five different accounts and so one is like bulk saving and then one is for something else and then I have another one that just a hundred pounds a month goes into so like you don't notice that at all and that then just accumulates over time into a nice little pot and that is my investment for fun things pot so I wouldn't buy you know something frivolous out of my like actual savings but if you just let those 100 pounds accumulate it's really surprising how quickly you can then afford to Mm something you know fun for 500 pounds or whatever let it rack up or get to a, get to a point where you've got a thousand pounds in there and then just decide that you're not going below a certain amount you've got a bit of cash to play with good idea the other fun thing is to buy something expensive and then take it back and you get the money back and you're like oh fun it's so fun <laughs> So fun. There's a really good question here, but I want to end with that. So before that question, I'm going to ask favorite topping on toast. Great chat. Hmm. Where to begin? Where to begin? You know what springs to mind for me, and this is so rare because I probably have this once a year. But if we're going to like, you know, make good chat around toast chat, for me it's ricotta, salt, honey, figs, mint. Yum. Yes, very nice. That is bougie. So good it is bougie that would be my like where I'd start I mean every day it's always butter and marmite like that is my breakfast generally speaking or I try and have a smoothie actually but if I'm not having a smoothie it'll be marmite on toast but oh I don't know it has to be savory I think for me I'm not a sweet toppings person or sweet breakfast person so like even the nicest jam in the world doesn't interest me too much or Honey, Nutella, nope. I mean, cheese on toast is insane. I love that. That's more of a like Sunday night dinner, isn't it? Rather than specify breakfast. This is just favorite toast topics. It can be anything. Great, that's true. Yeah, cheese on toast. What do you do to make the perfect cheese on toast? What I do is I'll have like two slices of cheese on toast, and then I'll put Worcestershire sauce on one of them, and then on the other I'll either put a thin bit of marmite on before I put the cheese, or like a bit of balsamic glaze. Just like something that's gotten a bit of extra salty sort of acidity yeah. to cut through the cheese. 
I always put mustard on mine as well. That's also good, like a sort of Welsh rabbit style. Exactly. All my mouth will know. have that for lunch on a Friday. Oh, <laughs> yum. Lou, toast toppings? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, nothing matters if the bread is shit. So mm. it, like, has to be a premium sourdough. Um, we, when we were actually back in Bristol this weekend, we got a fresh loaf from a bakery called Bakers & Co, which is on Gloucester Road, which if you know Bristol is kind of a really good foodie um, destination. And it was like still warm, like perfect, like really crunchy crust, but like chewy, bouncy on the inside. Oh my God, it was so good. Mm. Um, anyway, so I would say something like that. And then I would go classic. I think I'd either go unsalted butter and fig jam or but I would say the toast has got to be like a little bit cold I don't like it when the butter melts I like the butter to like have a bit of like substance to it mm-hmm. yeah I like used to put my toast in the fridge before I then put my toppings on it so it would be colder um and then or I would go peanut butter pippa nuts smooth peanut butter but with a butter base as well oh yeah those my mum does that I find that so yeah it, uh, I didn't used to be and then Lewis did it and then like we were both having toast and I accidentally had his and I was like oh my god why is yours so smooth and when you have the butter it doesn't like stick to your mouth I just feel yeah. like if it's just PV it's very like clammy and yeah. sticky. Mm. Mm. That sounds yeah. good but it has to be crunchy peanut butter for me. I think so too. I agree. Mm. I'd eat but I'd, I'd take crunchy instead. Yeah. Final question and I, I just love this. When someone asks you to say an interesting fact about yourself, what oh, is your go-to? So basically, what's an interesting fact about yourself? What do you always, do you not have these things up your sleeve? It's like how you have to have a good yeah. show up your sleeve, always. Mine, so mine is that I got an A in maths A-level because I just don't think anybody would expect that from me. Nice. Yeah. I can, I can imagine you being very studious. Yeah. I only think you know that, Charlotte, because you know I like maths. But no, I true, but I think your, your, your interesting fact is that I'm good at everything. <laughs> I'm teasing I'm teasing um yeah no you're right I probably wouldn't have imagined that about you I guess yeah I don't know how interesting it is but unexpected perhaps I was a chorister at school that's my one yes I feel like I knew that did you wear a fabulous ruffle yes we did have a yeah I bet you did yeah you probably wear that now like I know that. now I'm like oh yeah I love a ruffle rough <laughs> you still sing no I don't know too much of my granddad gets upset about it but no do you miss it yeah I do actually a I just don't have time and also choir sort of ruled my life at school because it was a choir school so I think as soon as I was 18 and went to uni and had some freedom I basically sort of was like woohoo don't have like 10 practices a week sort of thing and then just never got back to it mine is that uh that my great uncle was the voice of tigger in winnie the pooh i knew you were going to say that oh, that's amazing oh, what good, good character as well your great uncle my great uncle so my my mum's uncle amazing was tigger yeah, he was also he was also uh muttley and dick dastardly and wacky races that's even cooler I know, and he was uh he was one of he was like the little woodpeckery thing in fox and the hound oh and wow well um so yeah that is my that's my good clip so there. good need you do the muttly laugh like not even a little bit no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it'll hurt my throat um <laughs> lewis's uncle wrote it's got to be perfect for a fairground attraction oh, oh, I remember you telling me that before i love that song which <laughs> which is such a good like, one like um like hugh grant in about your boy living on yeah <laughs> <laughs> that song. 
<laughs> oh, good. Pass. That's such a, you. Every for listeners who don't have an interesting fact up your sleeve, you always should. And as they say, a joke as well. I feel like everybody needs a, needs a good joke. Moments when you're put on the spot. I'm glad you didn't ask us to tell a joke. Uh, no, I won't. Anyway, that's it for today. Lovely, Lovely chatting to you both. Yes. Lovely chatting to you both too. Do you remember that you can always send your questions in via the Sheerlux Instagram box every Sunday, or you can email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget. Until next time, to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.